This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. A new week live from Studio C. C for coronavirus is your A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. I'm telling you, bowels. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Go general managers today. Gloom and doom. I'm telling you, most of the media is just so negative and down. Come on now, everybody. Let's lighten up. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. That's some solid advice. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I took in a tremendous amount of information about coronavirus over the weekend, particularly yesterday, as every news show from morning to night was uh, pretty much solid on corona. Yeah. And I feel like I've got less of a grasp of what's going on now than I did before I started. Hmm. There is very little factual reporting going on. So, and 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 the. Uh, any of the political media, it's all beaten up on the president. For people are scared, and he's not letting them know what's happening. And I, he and, played golf. And, you know, because I say this all the time, I don't get my information from the president about really anything. And I'm not because it's President Trump. Just, I don't look to the president of the United States for my information about these things. So right. Or I'm, my reassurance. Right. So I haven't been paying any attention to what the president has to say on this. I looked to you people. And I spent a day taking in your information, and I have less of an idea what's going on than I did before I started the day. You suck! <laughs> it's, it's just, I find it very confusing. Um, uh, well, like 60 Minutes last night, that's uh, the most important news show in America. They led with coronavirus and talked to the, the that guy for half an hour. Former doctor, director of something or other. All their qualifications blend together after a while. Sure. Um, and it's... I feel like every news story lacks at the beginning um, uh, the reason I'm supposed to be paying attention to this. The, yes. They, 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 they mention there's a virus and it's spreading. My, and my, my mind immediately goes to, and it's killing how many people or how likely am I to die or whatever. And it just, How does it compare with the things we deal with year right. after year? And it just skips over all that stuff right. and goes right to the how it's spreading. And yeah. it, I find it very confusing. I I think I accidentally figured it out in the 13th of 37 paragraphs in a Los Angeles Times story. It was the the key fact, perhaps, uh, was just buried in the middle of the story and thrown in as an afterthought in the midst of the things you were describing. Being ordered not to touch our face and bitter criticism of the president. Are you going to tell us that later or now? Um, uh, probably uh, the long and short of it is, is if it infects everybody, then the small percentage of people who are threatened by it will be a large enough number that we will run out of respirators and, and critical care beds in our hospitals. So it's like another layer of the flu. But in and of itself, it is not particularly scary. Like uh, uh, five minutes into the 60 Minutes thing last night that was uh, full of very scary-looking video, uh, they said 80% of the cases are very mild. And I thought, okay, I'm out. What? What? Well, if if 20% are not and, and, you know, 5 billion people end up with it, that will overwhelm our medical systems. But there are a lot of ifs there. I still don't get the whole... 
the flu aspect of it, comparing right. it to the flu. Right. Um, uh, that was another part of the L.A. Times story, which I will share with you later. Okay. They but also kind of casually throw in, by the way, the, the flu fills, kills hundreds of thousands of people around the world every single year. When we have a bad flu year, a couple of years and ago. we ignore it. <laughs> yeah, a couple of years ago we had a bad flu year, 60,000 people died. That's 5,000 a month. And that's in America. In America. 5,000 people died a month of the flu, like. In 2016, just a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So why why was there no talk of canceling gatherings or warnings or anything like that for for old people? Nobody has offered a solid explanation for that. They're not interested in it. Why would you go to an NCAA basketball game if somebody there's got the flu and 5,000 people are dying a month? I guarantee somebody there had the flu. Sure, of course they did. Because right? I can get a flu shot in theory. I can't get a coronavirus shot. I know almost everybody I've ever known who's gotten the flu got a flu shot, (laughs) so I'm not sure that. Yeah, it's a gated community. It's the illusion of security, but that is sometimes all you need to go out in public. Right. But yeah, but okay. If you're looking at the illusion of security, which a lot of this is, but in reality, I don't understand why we're we're, we're warning all old people stay away from the NCAA tournament, don't go to Trump rallies, you Mm -hmm. know, all that sort of stuff. Right. Shut down school districts so the kids won't spread it around and then give it to grandma. Right. Which is actually what's happening. My parents live in a, in a uh, right now, they're doing their uh, their winter time at Old People's Spring Break, I always call it, because mm-hmm. it seems like they're having a way better time than <laughs> I am. Oh, yeah. Um, all these old people are gathered around in their campers and RVs and stuff like that this time of year. Partying down. And some of them, like my parents, aren't thinking about this at all, and some of them won't come out of their trailers and are wearing masks if they have to run over to the laundromat. Wow. So, it's just like all the other populations, just... Well, and I became aware over the weekend, mostly by watching Saturday Night Live, that there seems to be a left-right divide on this. They were mocking Fox News for, well, at least the Laura Ingram show, for not taking it terribly seriously. And how that was just wildly irresponsible and stupid, stupid conservatives. Uh, it's just, it's a very strange, I, this is, this whole thing is holding up a mirror to humanity. And I'm not sure exactly <laughs> what I'm seeing, but it's odd. I think any time you hold up a mirror to, hum- to humanity, it's going to be uh, it's going to be gruesome. Yeah. You will shudder yeah. at the end. Yes, indeed. Um, we have more of this coming up, including one guy that was on Face the Nation yesterday, the former director and doctor of viral something or other. Um, uh, he said... That's good work. <laughs> he had some really over-the-top stuff that had me thinking, holy crap, right. if we end up here, oh my God. He's talking about shutting down cities and states. Yes. No, and who's going to be the first to have the guts to shut down a major city? Me, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I'm going to shut down the town where I live. Just stay at home. I heard a story uh, on the news driving in about some kids. I think it was USC, some Southern California college, who have self quarantined themselves. And in the story, it never said. Did anybody ask them to? Is this a prank? Is this just four 20-year-olds who thought, I'm going to be in the news? I mean, is there anything going on here at all? Is there any point? Is it a good idea? (laughs) No, of course not. No, no, no. Well, and we have lots of stuff that isn't you-know-what related as well on the A&G show today. Uh, Yeah, Bernie might be done as tomorrow night, as of tomorrow night. That might be over. Feeling the burn might get uh, put out. Politically? Politically, yes. Okay, okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, no, oh, we've oh. moved on from the coronavirus, Sean. Well, he's very old. You never know. You never know what's going on. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike? I'm doing good. I want to get all the details in for this story. I, I bought Girl Scout cookies yesterday, but I had a really funny experience. So I just wanted to re- 
tell you what had happened. I went to one little stand, and they had nothing. And there was a mom and a daughter, and it looks like a husband, and they were dejected. They said, yeah, I'm sorry. This is all we got left. There's no Thin Mints anywhere. Uh, and I said, oh, okay. And so I went to, I drove down the street and found another stand, and they had everything. They were fully stocked. Uh, yeah. And so this woman. How does that happen? Do they have any hand sanitizer? So I tell <laughs> this woman. You know, this other stand, that they had nothing, and she goes, this is what her quote was to me, she goes, I don't know what the other troops are doing, but we run a tight ship here. These girls got big goals, and she looks at me with these really big eyes, yes. you know? Oh, she got the realtor eyes. Yeah. And so I said, well, you know, do you take a check, or how do you, you know, debit cash, what, what do you take? And so she flips her glass, you know, her lenses of her eyeglasses up, looks at me, and goes, I don't take checks, she's all, but I do debit. And then... So, Jeez, She's man. intense. She's really intense. And wow, then, are the Marines running a girl's I don't know. And these, then, these days? So I pay, and it, she goes, thank you very much. And as soon as I turn around, she yells to the girls that are there. She goes, ladies, two more boxes for camp. <laughs> nice. Wow, Marine we drill sergeant. Ship yeah. here. Right. Huh? Pay up, maggot. I don't know what they're doing down the street. <laughs> I thought, wow, this woman's intense. It's just cookies. You know? You're not going to get any of that bull crap out of Troop 462. <laughs> Tell you that. <laughs> it's just funny because you go to one stand and they're, they're just sitting there. They're totally dejected. They're just <laughs> doing we, nothing. We don't have any cookies. We don't have any cookies. We didn't stock up enough. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. There is Positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I believe it was Confucius who says knowledge begins by calling a, a thing by its proper name. And it, I was thrilled to learn this weekend that the thing that I tend to do on a uh, every weekend, it's not, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, uh, unplugging from society and just plugging in digitally. What I'm doing is I'm self-quarantining. There you go. Ah. I'm, I'm doing things that are good for my health, and uh, in some ways I assume the, the herd health by by not engaging with the filthy germs and diseases of a... Uh, of, of the the great populace. Right, it's very magnanimous, or, or however you say that word, of you. Yes, <laughs> To yes. do that, to self-quarantine, to try to protect yourself and others. Being the change that I'd like to see in the world, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, now you're making me sick. Being the change. That's fantastic. I'm Jack Armstrong, he's Joe Getty on this Monday, March 9th, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show according to FCC rules and regulations officially now. Here we go at Mark. No state and no city wants to be the first to basically shut down their economy, but that's what's going to need to happen. States and cities are going to have to act in the interest of the national interest right now to prevent a broader epidemic. Shut down their economy. You mean... Close businesses, close large gatherings, close theaters, cancel events. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that guy's saying needs to happen. Close down businesses, close down theaters, your schools, all your large events. Major cities need to make this decision, and nobody's got the guts to be the first to do it. Breaking news. Wow. And and where is the solid, simple, understandable explanation for this? Breaking news. <laughs> the New York State Health Department reported more than 8,000 cases of flu this week. There was no widespread panic. There was no run on the banks. There were no fights over toilet paper at Costco. There was no hoarding of canned goods. In other news, there were 76 reported cases of coronavirus, 8,000 to 76. In response, Governor Cuomo declared a state of emergency. I don't get it. We got more on that and everything else on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. 
Because Twitter, for the first time, invoked one of their new rules about censoring edited content and pulled down one of the president's tweets. Uh-oh. Um, and we'll have to look into that, see what uh, what's going on there. Also, the stock market has plunged. Everything you've worked for your whole life is gone. Mm. So you're waking up to that. Mm. On the other hand, it's supposed to be sunny today. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Oh, boy. I exaggerate. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, and well, I probably ought to get the mail back. But having lived a couple of years, Jack, a couple of trips around the sun, having witnessed a handful of these panics, sell-offs, blah, 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 it's like, all right, how long is this one going to take to turn around? Sometimes it's a month, sometimes it's three years. We'll be fine. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day passed along by Liz, which I appreciate very much. And it is uh, especially appropriate as I spent a great deal of yesterday exercising my Second Amendment rights. I don't need a 14-round magazine. Just like Rosa Parks didn't need to sit at the front of the bus, rights exist whether we need them or not. Hmm, that's a good and one. Anytime anybody comes for your constitutional rights saying, do you really need back the blank up? We're going to tussle. Right. I'm going to read this for the benefit well, for the benefit of, of new listeners to the Armstrong and Getty Show, and frankly, to the benefit of us, uh, unless you're a moron, you'll pick up on that. But uh, this is Mike, uh, or do you prefer Michael? Michael, uh, as a fan of the previous show on a, a station we just started on, uh, I, I, I was down. It was like a bad breakup. So, I figured, well, I'll give it a chance, this new show. Monday, listen, after I got being over-depressed, I haven't stopped laughing. In fact, I haven't laughed this much in the last five years. I don't know which one's Armstrong and which one's Getty. That's Jack Armstrong. I'm Joe Getty. I've been a good mood. I'm the annoying one. (laughs) I've been in a good mood every day this week. And it's about to let me know when they take their act on the road so I can buy tickets. Now we're too lazy to take our act on the road, especially with coronavirus in the air. Yeah, our shows have been shut down, our world tour. But thank you, Michael. It's very kind of you to say. So That's a man who took a few minutes of his day to say something nice to someone. Can you imagine that? You spend enough time on Twitter, you think that doesn't exist anymore. Not like the rest of you here who hear one unfunny or factually inaccurate thing and you're out. Go, go. (laughs) Don't let the door hit you. Moving along. This is from Jerry. Coronavirus is hard on the elderly. Who's elderly? Our presidential candidates. Well played, China. Oh, wow. (laughs) Jerry. Was that a haiku? Yeah, if, if they start, have been. if they start shutting down the all the rallies, that'll be something. Oh, for goodness sakes, uh, might save Jackson pounds in the future. Writes, uh, oh Al, oh, Al I had a bad weekend eating wise. Oh, I can beat it. It was my son's birthday, and uh, just please uh, bowling alley food, birthday cake. Mm, not you're, a good weekend. You're an amateur. Three <laughs> days in a row of gluttony. <laughs> Spectacular. A bowling alley in the midst of the coronavirus panic. <laughs> oh my God! People sticking their oh fingers in those gosh. balls and everything. And you probably touched your face. <laughs> Rental shoes. Exactly. I rubbed the shoes on my face. Everybody knows you can transmit it through your toes. Uh, every once in a while, I enjoy going back to the older podcasts, writes Al Painter, to see what was going on a year or two ago. I went back and listened the day after Thanksgiving for 
both 2017 and 2018. Pie was the main theme of both of those shows, opening hours. Pies for breakfast, pies for lunch, apple, pumpkin pie. Who gained the most weight in Jack's family? Yada, yada. What really made me laugh, though, was hearing Jack repeat almost verbatim a lecture to himself about he ate how he ate way too much pie. Six servings or more per day. This is no way to live. After the speech to himself in 2017, I had to check out 2018. Sure enough, same speech. I can't wait to check out Thanksgiving 2019. <laughs> uh, I'd forgotten. I remember that year right. Remember I weighed the whole family? Me, my wife, and both kids. To see who gained the most weight. Oh, my over gosh. The four days. <laughs> Your wife must have been in an especially jolly mood to go along with that idea. <laughs> we all weighed like on Wednesday morning and then on Sunday night. Oh, boy. This is uh, from Edward. Why do women continue to take it? First, we only pay them 70 cents on every dollar a man gets. Fake. Then we give them International Women's Day, and it's a 23-hour day. When will the abuse end? That's right. Leap Day was International Women's Day. Sorry, ladies. Armstrong and Getty. It is by far the most dramatic measure yet in the race against the virus. Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte declaring the forced lockdown of a quarter of the country's population. Nationwide, museums, movie theaters, sporting events shut down, weddings and funerals banned. The contagion is not only accelerating, it's now everywhere. That's uh, from Face the Nation. That's in Italy where a quarter of the population is uh, on lockdown and they've canceled pretty much everything. What that story lacked, and so does pretty much every story I've heard about the coronavirus, is does that seem like a reasonable reaction, or is that an overreaction? I got local schools closing, not my kids' school, but schools in the area that are closing. Yeah. And then the, in the news report, they don't they don't talk to anybody or give me any context of other people think that's crazy to close the school. Or why is this a sensible <laughs> precaution? Or, why is it warranted? Or other schools should close. Or give me some context. Hey, are there any... You can't just go with the assumption that because five people on a school board decided they should close the school, that it may, that it's a smart idea. Right. Or if two people decided we should cancel the um, South by Southwest Music Festival there in Texas... Was that reasonable or not? I'd like some context on that. Yeah, I know. We we need to seek out some sort of spokesperson for the CDC or the NIH or the NBA or somebody or other um, and, and talk to them about it. I mean, that's... It's tough, though, because as we've been talking about for weeks, nobody's going to get blasted for overreacting. Mm, right. A joke here and there. But if you slightly underreact and something happens, oh, my God, it'll haunt you the rest of your your days. So any spokesman you get on from any government at any government level is going to go as far as they can. Right. Based on the shows I watched yesterday. Well, our thing around here is trying to sort through all the crap that's in the media to bring you what actually is, to try to bring a little perspective. And, man, that's been tough. I mean, this morning I'd, I flip on the uh, the radio, I'm on my way in, and... And I hear CNN was especially terrible today, which is really saying something, because they maintain a high degree of terribleness every single day. So to have an especially awful day is really notable. But they uh, they had some airline stewardess union leader gal on there and talking about the, on airplanes. About, and this lady launched into this three-minute screed in the most annoying tone of voice about... And they asked her, it was entirely like airline stewardess-related question, and instead of answering it, she went on this annoying three-minute screen about, 
Well, the administration is totally mishandling it, and they've torn away funding. There's no funding now, and the doctors, there are no doctors anymore. They've all died, and there are no <laughs> hospitals, and we're all going to die, and it's terrible, and Trump's to blame, and blah, blah, blah. We're blah, all going to die, and it's terrible. And all I could think was, oh, my God, I pity your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever you got. What an <laughs> awful life they must have. On and on she went, oh, and geez. it was just awful. But it was just, it was obvious why she was on there, and that was to bash the administration, because she's a union chick, and they want old man Biden on there. Right. Oh, speaking of Democratic politicians, the, my other favorite thing they mentioned, they had this little reporter head on, and uh, they were talking about how uh, Biden had gotten endorsements from Cory Booker and Kamala Harris. Yeah. And the line the reporter gal went with was, now this is also important because they represent the black community. Oh, do and they? I'm thinking... No, they they represent uh, the, the overrated losers. So if you're an overrated loser, they represent you. So I guess you're with Biden now. Now they represent the black community. No, they didn't. That's the problem. Now their endorsements don't mean anything, but the fact that everybody so far is coalescing around Biden is, is oh, kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, quick. Well, and I'm sure Cory Booker. He's not a dumb guy. Oh, definitely. So not. he was thinking. Oh, God, don't make me endorse anybody. It'll just remind people that I was wrong. <laughs> It'll just remind people of how crappy my campaign was. But everybody is joining together on the Democratic side now to say, yeah, Biden's the guy, but not the crazy old socialist. So Michigan primary is tomorrow night, and according to Nate Silver of 538, uh, if you crunch the math on the remaining delegates, um, Bernie... Loses well if he wins Michigan, he's got a fifteen percent chance of ending up with the nomination at this point. How interesting! Based on the way the math breaks down, if he loses Michigan, he's got a three percent chance. Hmm. So it's basically over tomorrow night if Bernie loses. If Nate Silver's right, if Nate Silver's he was right, wrong right. about Trump, right? I don't remember. Yeah, okay. Um, but, but so that yeah that that might be over very very soon. Well, no, to- Jack Osama bin Laden's dead and GM is alive. There you go. That's Joe Biden's big line for Michigan. Uh, back to Corona. You know, you know what Osama died of? Coronavirus. Back to coronavirus and all that sort of stuff. So stock trading halted after a market's plunge. What's going on there? We've got the um, uh, breaking news. U.S. stock trading is halted for 15% after a market circuit breaker is triggered. What's a circuit breaker? If it plunges down too much too fast, it just stops to prevent panics. Something that we didn't have in 1929. Nope. They thought that would be a good idea. So you, so you can have one day just go completely crazy. Did that exist in the, uh, what was the 08 crash? Was that were yes. those things there? Okay. Yeah. Jack, uh, the circuit breaker did not exist in 1929. Neither did jet airplanes, <laughs> personal computers, uh, four-slice toasters. There were many things that did not exist then. Including me. Including you. Um, Way to bring it home. <laughs> U.S. oil prices have tumbled so far over 30%. Yeah, that's that's partly because uh, Russia and OPEC are in a fight. To below $30 per barrel. Oh, my God. I wish I had room in my backyard for barrels of oil. i got to check my homeowner's association agreement. Can I store thousands of gallons of crude oil? I could. I'm pretty sure I could. Well, Who would yeah, know? Don't ask, don't tell. Who would know where, where I live? Just throw a tarp over it. Who's going to know? i got one outbuilding I could fill with oil. I should do that right now. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm going to do this afternoon. Yeah. I, uh, barrels of crude oil. Met a great guy. Hey, don't smoke over there. Met a great guy yesterday, Steve. Steve's got a fair amount of land. Hey, Steve, do you mind if I, uh, you know, store some crude oil on your land? Let's go in together. 
60 40. I'll pay the 60. You store the crude oil. Now, I guess you got to refine it. I don't know a lot about that. Can probably do it in my bathtub. I, I know a guy. <laughs> you know a guy? Yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> you need a refiner, they call it. <laughs> but uh, going full, full circle here, trying to figure out what's actually going on. There, there, there does need to be some news source emerge that says, look, we'd make more money if we did this, but we're not going to. We're not going to try to score any political points on either side. Mm-hmm. This is what we think is happening. Right. This is serious now. It's time to quit screwing around and, and pursuing our own self-interest. Let's all tell the truth for at least a couple of days. But, that, that would be refreshing, wouldn't it? But so, like, school district next door has canceled school mm-hmm. for the week. Yeah. My kid's school district has not. Right. When I hear news coverage of that, there's no, nobody even takes, part of it is decimated newsrooms all across the country. That plays a role in this also. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is nobody to jump on the phone or attend a school board meeting or anything like that from your local newspaper or your TV station because it just doesn't exist anymore. Um, Go on next door. See if they've got some information on that. Go on on your app. But um, yeah, that's, we, we have panicked people saying, you guys are not taking this seriously, and they send us a page or two of Reddit comments. <laughs> are you serious? Are you, oh, if you're funny. new to the Internet, okay, I get it. Message boards are not fact. But so no, but no context of, did, it, did, did they overreact? The school board next door, does that make sense to most people? Are parents happy about that? Do, do, do doctors, police, whoever, do they think it's all a good idea? But anyway, apparently on a very uh, localized basis, you make these decisions of whether to declare a state of emergency or whatever. We played that expert a little bit ago, said which city or state is going to have the courage. So he was sort of suggesting that it, it's only not happened so far because of a lack of courage, right. that somebody has closed down a major city in the way that they've done in Italy, for instance, where the business is shut down, nobody goes to work or school, nobody in or out of the city unless it's an emergency. Yeah. Well, I gotta believe ground zero for that is kind of like your Seattle-ish type places or someplace in California. Yes. Um, yes. I love the idea that soldiering on with your life is a form of cowardice. What would the Brits during the uh, you know the air raids have said about that as the Nazis were trying to bomb them into submission? And then once the first city does, I didn't even know this Courage was... is shutting down and cur- curling into the fetal position. Continuing your life is cowardly. I didn't... This is all wrong. I should be back in school. <laughs> There's a local <laughs> resident, Greta Thunberg. I didn't know that this was even on the horizon, but apparently it is. So the first city that announces we've closed down, businesses are closed, schools are closed, no public events, uh, nobody in or out of the city unless it's necessary. But that's martial law. After the first city does that, will there be a snowball of other cities? Well, if they're doing it, we better do it. We don't want to look like we're underprepared. Guaranteed. Oh, boy. But uh, again, to the constitutionality of it. I don't think the city can tell me I can't leave my house. Well, how about, Let me check the Constitution. How about the city telling you whether or not you can open your coffee shop downtown? Can they do that? Can they uh, say well, all businesses have to be closed? I would have to look into it, but a level of emergency that high is martial law, and there are rather uh, strict and explicit instructions on when you can do that and when you can't. I was picturing something a little uh, greater if, you, if, the, if the city ever... Took the power to be able to tell me I got I'm not allowed to open my coffee shop. Yeah, and schools are closed. I'm expecting 
I don't know, the Chinese are invading or an alien invasion or Zombie something. Zombie apocalypse. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Something greater than eh, mild virus that seems to be going around. Yeah. Killed a uh, somewhat concerning percentage of chain-smoking elderly Chinese who were getting third-world medical care. It's just, well, we'll see. When we get to the other side of this, my friends, we will all, oh boy, (laughs) we will all reconvene, we will discuss what we have learned, we will gain perspective, then we'll immediately forget it, and the next time it happens, (laughs) it'll be the same crap. Let's be realistic, shall we? The Armstrong and Getty Show. Dunkin' Donuts announced that every Friday in March, it will give away a free donut with a drink purchase. It's part of a promotion to launch their new slogan, Dunkin' Donuts, you can't diabetes. us. <laughs> oh, Wow. There are old donuts right out there. Anybody want to hit those? There's one less than when I showed up. Oh, boy. I thought the best thing to come out of Saturday Night Live was not on Saturday Night Live over the weekend. Did you see the video of uh, Kate McKinnon doing her Elizabeth Warren with Elizabeth Warren dancing behind her? I, I didn't actually watch it's a it. a TikTok video. It's yeah. very entertaining. It's very yeah. short, but it's, uh, it's pretty funny. I'll bet it is. Um... Elizabeth Warren with a uh, surprise cameo on Saturday Night Live. When will she endorse Biden? Boy, I wonder if she's going to endorse Biden. (laughs) She's certainly not endorsing Bernie. Did you hear her joke on uh, SNL where maybe I'll just do the New York Times and endorse them both? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that was good. But she, (laughs) New York Times. She, we, we should get some audio from this. She, she was on with Rachel Maddow on Friday night and saying, "Man, that Bernie crowd is cruel." And here's some of the things they did to some of my staff members, and it was not cool. So I'm I'm not sure she's going to get behind Bernie at all. Right. Bernard Sanders. You know, the natural flow of votes from her to Bernie has been assumed for a very long time. But, yeah, she's just personally angry at at, at what Jack was describing. And it goes back to the uh, the stuff we were talking about last week, that when you start throwing around words like revolution, this is a revolution and I'm a radical, that means you get to kill people in their homes. Or at least, you know, just really cruel stuff online, you know, and, and hacks and and the rest of it. The idea that you have to restrain yourself and act like a reasonable human being and a decent human being, it goes out the window once you're in a revolution. That's why you got to be careful to talk like that. People get slaughtered in revolutions. Do we have our our, uh, our horn or buzzer or whatever, our alarm that we have, Michael? Because we have a level one breach. A level one breach. Is it murder or burns? This one. Do you count up or down? You count up on this one, apparently. So one is the lowest. Okay. Level one is the lowest. We have a level one breach. That's good. Okay. We have a level one breach wow. on the stock market. So if the S&P, that's the grown-up stock market, right? The S&P. Yeah, that's um, the better one to follow. They halted Sunday night because there was a 5% drop, and then it, it shuts down for a while. Then we had a level one breach, which is a 7% decline, where they stopped for 15 minutes. Actually, during trading hours, 7% yeah. drop. And then they stopped for 15 minutes. Now, just to see what might happen throughout the day, 
You've got your level two breach, which is a 13% drop. Yeah. And then they'd have another 15-minute halt. Is it literally so people can say, all right, let's calm down now, people. Think about what you're doing. Is yes. it really that? Well, partly that and the computer right. uh, algorithm-driven zillions of shares trading that says it's going down, sell short, which in turn... whoops. Switch off computer voice, which in turn makes other people think they're going to sell it. And then the computer algorithms keep feeding each other. And it's this bizarro, it was like that, uh, what was it, what they call it? The, uh, oh, I, I remember it happened a, a few years ago. But the, the point was, it was a drop of catastrophic proportions. And then it rebounded and nobody was quite sure what happened. They just knew it was the computers. And everybody thought, whoa, 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 this is not good. Hmm. So that's some of these breaks are in place to prevent that. And then do people like uh, press control alt delete on their trading computers or reset them or what happens there? I, I, I don't know exactly. I, I just know it interrupts that cascading effect. Because the Dow, I'm looking up at the TV as I say this live, is currently not functioning. I mean, it's stopped. People are milling around and the, there's no points moving around on the on the board. Cause Good. Fine. They, they, they flipped the circuit breaker. A level three breach, Joe. Level three breach! Oh my god! We've got a level three breach! We that was. This is, it's a drill. We don't. Just Wait, go along yeah, with it. This is a drill. Get oh, to your okay. battle okay. stations, slacker. This, this is to prepare you. It would be a 20% drop yes. all at once. <laughs> no kidding. Hey, honey, that whole retirement thing? If that happens at any point today, there would be a halt for the rest of the day. So, uh,. Everybody, really, let's let's regroup here, people. Let's get our act together. Let's rejigger our computers. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, oh, and, and, uh, sorry. <laughs> God bless you. Uh yeah, I, Jim. Ah, there is a market for panic. It reminds me of the algorithms we're talking about. The media is invested in making you terrified. Because then you will you will tune in, you will listen. And for political reasons right now, the Democratic Party wants nothing more than disaster. They are praying for disaster. And they're hoping that period of seeming disaster extends through the first Tuesday of November. And then, like these things, it'll cycle back and we'll all be great. We'll all be fine. Um, and, and they will reap the benefits electorally. So there are a lot of powerful forces right now invested in, in making you freak out. And I just, it's crazy. Yeah, well, as, I, as I've as i already said, I, I think I'm a pretty good consumer of news. I've been doing this for a living for a long time. I took in a lot of coronavirus news and all the shows over the weekend, and I feel like I'm uh, less able to understand it now than I was on Friday. Not the details, you mean, but just the what. Why are we acting like this? Right. What's at the heart of it since this disease is much less troublesome than the flu? Yeah. Is it just that it's another one moving on parallel train tracks? And so if you have both of them going on, the number of hospital beds will, will run out. Well, and I, and I, but I, somebody explain that, please. And I still haven't heard anybody address properly why this large gathering was canceled and this one wasn't. Maybe it's because they're afraid to say either that one overreacted or this one is underreacting. Right. But it's got to be true. Yeah. If you've got two school districts side by side, and by the way, one school district I know of near mine that closed, they had zero cases of corona in the school. 
So you, it's either true that they overreacted or mine's underreacting. One of those is true. I think you're right. But because it's the just, idea that one kid, because I heard one district that closed, one kid had tested positive. Okay, And by the way, there's a virtually 100% chance that kid's going to be perfectly fine after a very brief and very mild illness. Um, but the fact that one kid tested positive is immaterial since they know there are lots of people running around with undiagnosed cases of it. Right. And might be, they're, in some cases, totally asymptomatic. So... Every school district should shut down by that reasoning. I heard a lot of talk of the NCAA March Madness, which is kicking off. The crazy March Madness with basketball games all over the country. Not having crowds show up? Who's going to make the call on that? Or will that be an individual state-by-state, region-by-region sort of thing? (sighs) Well, I'd take the fun out of March Madness watching the best teams. Their shoes squeaking on the court with no crowd. Would you pump in crowd sound or put in the sound effects? Or? I don't know. I just yell a lot at home. Armstrong, Getty.